Hi, I'm Shane Twist and welcome to Behind the Beef, a podcast that gives you a look behind the scenes and into the everyday activities of the people behind the beef. Today's episode, I had the pleasure of sitting down with Auctions Plus Chief Executive Officer Angus Street. Angus has extensive experience with technology systems, which require a deep understanding of critical business drivers in multiple markets and industries, opening of new markets through strong sales and trade marketing, as well as growing businesses through innovation, process improvement and transformational technologies. As CEO of Auctions Plus, Angus is focused on taking the $2.3 billion GMS business to the next level. Angus wants to add value right through the supply chain and sees online marketplaces as a key enabler of success. Passionate about helping businesses evolve to stay ahead of the pack through the use of digital technology, Angus believes that with a little country music, genuine conversations and a motto of the sum of us beats the one of us, we can help shape the future of the ag sector. Angus joined us to speak about his role within Auctions Plus, how he came to be where he is today in his career and some advice for young people in the industry. So let's jump into our chat now. Angus, thank you for joining us for the podcast today. For those who are not familiar, what's your role within your business and what is the role of your company in the ag industry? If you could give us a little background on yourself and who you are. Beautiful. Firstly, thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure to be uh, catching up with uh, industry people, especially after two years being locked down in COVID. So yeah, I'm the CEO of Auctions Plus. Um, Auctions Plus is a is an online uh, trading platform where essentially the digital market uh, for all things ag, you know, there's a somebody once said to me, if you meet somebody on the Sydney subway or not the subway, the Sydney train system, um, how would you describe Auctions Plus? And I guess, it, you know, we see it as almost Amazon for agriculture, but in Australia. So uh, it's it's a, it's interesting story, Auctions Plus. A lot of people think that, you know, it's a it's an ag tech startup that kind of had a you know a boom period over the last five to ten years, but in actual fact, Auctions Plus has been around for thirty six years, and it was I believe the kind of the original ag tech story. It was funded out of MLA and uh, through a grant, and essentially, you know these these mad um, these mad and crazy and completely innovated innovators wanted to trade um, livestock electronically and i think what a lot of people don't realize is that when you do the maths back 36 years ago is actually pre-internet so it wasn't even trade yeah. livestock online yeah um and you know the first sale was done with a with a two-way a couple of kilometers of telephone wire Jeez. fax machines yeah. so um you know really kind of bootstrapped it for a number of years and and then it's been commercialized for like say the kind of last 26 years um I've been really fortunate to be working with a team that has evolved the business over the last, you know, four to five years. And we're now not just recognized as a livestock platform, but we do everything from, you know, used farm machinery, um, seed stock sales. Um, so we do a lot of stud cattle, stud sheep sales, alpaca, working dogs, camels. Um, this week we've got a camel auction and now, you know, real estate, water, anything, any, I guess any of the ag commodities that are looking for you know, looking to maximise their 
their audience and their competition, um, we've got a platform that we're working with those industries. Yeah. I imagine in the last couple of years with everything having to go online, it's been quite a interesting period for you guys, quite busy. Yeah. Look, I think, you know, COVID-19 with, without a doubt has changed how businesses operate and yeah, how and how society kind of works um, and the environments that we find ourselves in doing business and, and connecting as people. So, uh, yeah, you know, Auctions Plus was on, on the right side of, of COVID. Um, that's not to say that, you know, there are a number of businesses in, in ag, but also the wider community that had neg negative impacts of, of COVID. So I guess we don't take away from that. But what we do is we feel pretty fortunate yeah. to have been able to provide the ag sector with, you know, a platform where they could kind of do business as usual, uh, business continuity plans, yeah. you know, um, right through from farmers to agents to retail companies to um, you name it. We were able to work with those industries and, and support them um, kind of through COVID. The, 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 the outcome of all of that, because we're definitely seeing, you know, that the normalising of the COVID-19 impact on our business is that you know, there's kind of a, you know, a steadying of the, um, of the market, a set, a normalization of activity, um, in the market. So I think, uh, for us, it's now just around, you know, uh, as much as growth, um, and offering, you know, services and auction platforms, it's, it's around consolidation and ensuring that we, you know, support and provide exceptional services to the customers yeah. that we've kind of, grown with over the last two years. Yeah. I guess it also helps modernise a lot of people that may have been a little hesitant, I guess, to go into the online space as well. Not pushed people, but um, it gave them that extra support in that area that they could continue their business as sort of usual. Definitely. You know, the science says that as humans, we fear change. Um, that's our, our, our natural instinct to to change is fear. So people then either change because they're forced to or because things are good and they're willing to take the risk. So the return versus risk profile um, is good enough for them to take the risk. The last two years has been the perfect storm um, for digital agriculture and ag tech in general. Uh, reason being is obviously, you know, we've had good seasons. So people are, uh, you know, productivity, profitability is up. That means that, I guess, producers um, and the agribusiness sector are in a mindset where they're more willing to take a risk. Um, the outlook is good. So yeah. they, they're in a positive headspace and they've got confidence in the sector. And then secondly, I guess, COVID forced people, you know, they, they, they still had obviously the choice to, to send them to the yards and send them, you know, direct to the meatworks and to feedlots, which yeah. still occur. But I think what it does is it opens up the consideration piece. Um, and so, yeah, look, we, it, it's been, it's been a really positive change. I wouldn't say just for our business, but I'd say for all of agriculture. Yeah, for the industry. For the exactly. industry. Definitely. What was your career journey to get to this point in your career? It's a good journey. I wouldn't say it's been um, perfect. I'd say it's probably been a little bit imperfect. Yeah, look, I've, I've got a background. Mum and dad have got a, a property in northern New South Wales, just outside of Scone, where I grew up as a, as a kid. And um, I'm fortunate that they've still got that and we can go back there and I can take my kids back there and give them the same kind of experience that I had growing up, which is lovely. So yeah, grew up on a property. Um, 
I, I kind of had a couple of uh, stumbles um, at university. You know, got kicked out of my first uni and then kind of found a really good place up in uh, Queensland. But I finished with a journalism degree um, and I just loved, the, I guess, the storytelling aspects of, of the job. Uh, journalism industry went through massive change during the GFC, um, kind of lost my job there uh, through redundancies. And then I wanted to get back to agriculture. I just loved it, you know, and I'd studied ag science and I failed at ag science, but I, I really missed the ag piece. And yeah. so job came up at MLA. Um, I was there for a couple of years doing marketing, communications, stakeholder relations. I then went into funds management and then I went and studied my MBA. And I guess that was a bit of a turning point for me because I was starting to be pigeonholed as um, you know, the communications marketing guy. And for me, that's a really important skill, but I wanted to expand my knowledge and my skill set because, you know, I believed I had stuff to offer, you know. Um, and so I went and did an MBA. Um, I studied for six months in Shanghai, which was an experience. So, you know, I proposed to my now wife. Two weeks later, I took off and, and headed to Shanghai for six to eight months, came back you know, a month before our wedding and, <laughs> you know, so, um, I'm really fortunate to have my wife, um, <laughs> right along for the journey and supporting me, but yeah. Uh, and then I started two businesses, both those businesses failed. Um, and I found myself at auctions plus, and I guess the rest is history. I started there as the sales and marketing manager. Um, and then, you know, I was given the privilege to kind of lead the, lead the company. Um, and, and geez, what a privilege it's kind of been. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask what advice you give someone pursuing a career path similar to yours, but because yours has been a bit winding, I guess, what's the best advice that you've been given in regards to your career? Yeah, I think one of the ones is, um, you don't know everything, you know, and I think as we progress through life, we, you know, our careers, you sit there and feel like you've got to know everything, but in actual fact, not knowing everything or pretending not to know everything is actually a detriment to you. So I guess the flip side to not knowing everything is actually get curious, ask lots of questions, um, you know, and do that from a networking point of view, do that in your job. The person who asks lots of really curious and genuine questions is quite often the person that not only understands what's happening in their sandbox, but understands the entire sandbox and, and how, how all of the pieces fit together. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'd say get curious. Um, the second thing is I would get comfortable in your own skin and that's taken me a long time and it's something I still struggle with, but I think, uh, getting comfortable in your own skin and, and working out your purpose, what, what drives and motivates you, um, so often you know, we kind of float through life, either careers or just life in general with other people's expectations on us. And I guess we've got to challenge the story that we're telling ourselves, which is, you know, is that actually my core beliefs? Are they my values? Um, and I think, you know, doing the work to work out your values and, and your why, like, what gets you out of bed in, in the morning? Why do you exist? What impact do you want to have in the world? What's the legacy you want to leave? You know, a good question someone said to me is, and it's a bit morbid, but it's, it's a really good question is when somebody stands up at your funeral, what do you want them to say about you? 
oh, he was a, you know, uh, Jesus, he was a great strategic thinker or Jesus, he played good footy, you know, or no, he was caring. He was honest. He was brave. He was compassionate. Um, he was genuine. You know, what words do, do you want people to describe you by? And I guess defining those and then that will help you kind of make life's decisions. So yeah. that'd be one too. Yeah. What would you say was the biggest challenge of your career so far? And how did you overcome that? Yeah, I think there's probably, um, there's two big challenges. I'll probably, I'll talk to the one at Oxford Plus, which is the most recent, which is, I guess, you know, we went through, it's 20, March 2020, I think, you know, it was the Friday after, or two Fridays after Scott Morrison had come out and said, you know, there's a global pandemic, we're shutting Australia down, you know, his big speech on Sunday, which everybody remembers. Um, and so, uh, obviously, businesses went into, you know, into panic, what does this mean, how do we operate, you know, get people out of the office, and you got, kind of go through processes. And we did that, which was wonderful, and we moved people home, and but also a lot of school kids went home, um, you know, and, and were sent home. And so that kind of stress on the the bandwidth of, I guess, Telstra and, you know, and, and the connectivity yeah. in Australia, for those first month, for that first month of COVID, I would say there was a fair bit of pressure on the connectivity systems. Yeah, I can imagine. So take that as one element. Um, the second element is... We had our biggest number of listings ever um, on a Friday. I think we had 30,000 lots on a Friday. We had five sales um, and it had been raining for like three weeks across the eastern seaboard. So like everybody was like restocking. It was just madness yeah. there. And so our biggest Friday yet of listings, the most number of people who've been on the website, the most connected users, the most number. The perfect storm is Perfect storm, right? Yep. I get a I get a an email on Thursday night from Microsoft Azure, who's our server, and says, um, uh, "You know, dear client, please be advised that due to the global pandemic, um, you may experience, I guess, a reduction in your bandwidth. We are prioritising essential services." Um, and I kind of read it and was like, "Cool." I guess spoke to our our CTO and said, "What does this mean?" And he said, "Look, you know, we can't do much about it." Yeah. Um, Friday rolled around and like 10 o'clock, the system gets a bit shaky um, and put it this way, the like we finished our last auction at about six o'clock on Friday night um, and it's kind of, you know, it's etched in my, my memory as kind of a Black Friday event. It's etched in a lot of the customer service people, a lot of the team, you know, our phones lit up, people were like is the auction stopped? Are we in? Are we out? So it was just an absolute kind of beep storm. Yeah. Um, and that moment there of like, I kind of, we got through it, you know, you could see the stress on everybody's faces. I kind of took myself off into the boardroom and was like, you know, now's kind of, we've got over the hump and we've, we've delivered on it. And all of the data said that nobody was impacted. It just, you know, it was super stressful, but now was the time that actually the work begun. Yeah. You know, like you just have one of those days that like the world was ending and what felt like that for us. I know that it's, it sounds dramatic, but 
and the work began and it was like, you know, firstly, we had to front up to our customers and talk them through what happened yeah. um, and be really open and honest with, you know, where we're at as a business and, and what that meant. Saturday morning was a crisis meeting um, where we had our CTO in there and it was like, you know, essentially we'd gone from, you know, having this great upward trajectory, everyone was cheering positively because it'd been a tough couple of years for us as a business. And then all of a sudden we had like, uh, yeah, we fell off a cliff. Yeah. So yeah, I think that day was one of the toughest, but it was also one of the greatest learnings around how you can bring a team together. And yeah, I was about to say team-wide, it would have been massive. a massive yeah. learning curve, but also like really banding together and getting really it banded. done. Yep. Yeah. And I think that's what happens in business, right? You go through tough times, you, you know, you talk about people who go through the, um, who've been impacted by floods, by bushfires, and, you know, it is the Aussie way to band together yeah. and to make it you know, make it work. So yeah, it was a real kind of sense of uni unity at the end of it. So you're obviously spending time this afternoon talking to the guys that are taking part in the Gen Angus Future Leaders Program. Tell me what's the most rewarding part about presenting in forums like this, where you're in front of a room full of young people in the industry that you're passionate about. So what's the best part of doing something like that? Yeah, I'd say, look, firstly, I'd, I acknowledge I'm pretty nervous. I think anytime, I, I think if, if anytime anybody presents, you kind of probably got to be a little bit nervous, nervous because someone once said to me, it's because it, it, it means something to you. And I guess I don't feel that at the time. It's like, yeah, that's nice advice, but <laughs> right now is not the time yeah, to give it to. Yeah, not feeling great right now, thanks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, I'm a bit nervous, but I'm excited. I think <laughs> the best bit about it is um, it'd be two great things. Firstly, it's kind of paying it forward, right? I would not be where I am today without the support, the guidance, the nurturing of many industry people, um, both as formal and informal mentors, um, as advisors, who people have taken pity on me, people who have, you know, taken interest interest in my journey, and you know, and for also me attending the many events that I've also attended and networking dinners and events. So I think the ability to kind of give back to what has given me so much and helped me on my journey, that's really special. Um, and I kind of get a kick out of that. So that'd be the first thing. And then the second thing is I always learn something, you know, like I, I know what I know, but I, as I said earlier, like, I don't know everything. I'm, yeah. I'm, we're all in an always we should all all of us should be in an always learning mindset and you know i know some things that i've learned along the way which i'll share and no doubt i'll hear uh, that encourages people to share their stories um from their experiences and no doubt i'll learn something from it so yeah. the opportunity to learn from them as much to teach is just as fulfilling and just as important I think that's really rounded out all of the questions that I had today. So thank you very much for taking the time to have a chat with me. I appreciate you giving us a little insight into your career so far. And yeah, thanks again. No, my absolute pleasure. And as I said, always stay learning.
And that brings us to the end of today's episode. Thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in for another one. Despite some false starts in the last two years, Angus Australia is looking forward to the return of hosting the verified Black Angus Beef Barbecue Competition on the 26th of November 2022 at the Angus Australia office in Armidale, New South Wales. The verified Black Angus Beef Barbecue Competition will be an invitational Australasian Barbecue Alliance sanctioned championship round event and will host 20 of the best barbecue teams from around Australia in a competition for a share in over $10,000 worth of cash and prizes. The competition is Australia's only verified Black Angus Beef Invitational Barbecue Competition. The event is open to all and will be an afternoon and evening of amazing food, featuring meat supplied by the verified Black Angus Beef brands NH Foods Australia's Angus Reserve, Jack's Creek Black Angus, and Macca's Australian Black Angus Beef. The Verified Black Angus Beef Barbecue Competition will also be supported by AgLife, the Outdoor Supply Co and Tony Williams Machinery. So if this event sounds like it's right up your alley, make sure you keep an eye out and grab your tickets when they go on sale in October via the Angus Australia website. And while you're on the website, make sure you also check out the Angus Education Centre. The Angus Education Centre is an initiative by Angus Australia to give our members access to information about strategies and tools that will help them explore world-leading genetic evaluation technologies to enhance the value and profitability of their cattle throughout the beef supply chain. With modules covering breeding and genetics, using Angus Tech, Northern Focus and the Angus Australia DNA services, The Angus Education Centre is an excellent spot for support resources regarding Angus cattle and the Angus Australia services. And that's all we have time for. Make sure you subscribe, rate and review the podcast and follow Angus Australia and Angus Youth Australia on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and LinkedIn. Thanks again and we'll catch you on the next one.